Hi friends, this is Megan, and you're listening to the She Lives Purposely podcast, where we encourage women to love Jesus and live purposely in every area of life. Hey friends, and welcome back to the She Lives Purposely podcast. My name is Megan, and I am the host of She Lives Purposely podcast and the founder of She Lives Purposely. And friends, today I am so excited for our episode. I have my sweet friend Daisy on, and um, she reached out a couple, um, probably about a month ago now, and we just started chatting, and I am just so honored to be able to have her on the podcast, and I know you guys are going to love this chat. So without further ado, I want to welcome Daisy. Hi, how are you? (laughs) Hi, I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Good, I'm doing well. All right, from the get-go, tell us about yourself, what you do, your page. Go for it. (laughs) Okay, so uh, my name is Daisy. I'm 18 years old. I'm in my final year of high school. Uh, I'm from the UK, as you might be able to tell by my (laughs) accent. (laughs) Uh, And I started my page, Bible and Faith, in April of 2020, so I've had it for about nine months now, Um, and it started off as a Bible journaling page, and it still is that, but it's sort of grown from that, and um, I like to use it to promote gospel truths and things I think are really important for Christians, particularly young Christians, to hear. Mm. Yeah, I love that. So would you say, I guess, the people that you are hoping to reach most, like you just said, are kind of younger Christians, would that be Christians kind of your age and younger, or does it kind of, you know, just anything young adult age? Um, who would you say, or, or I, I guess, who are most of your followers? I think from, like, um, how I've interacted with people, I think that most of them are about my age or younger. But then I've had people who are in like their late 20s yeah. reach out to me and had conversation with them, which is really cool. But I think in general, my page probably appeals to people who are more on the younger side. Right. Um, and that's, I, I like to promote things that I would have liked to hear maybe as a 15 or 16 year old yeah. as a Christian, um, when maybe <laughs> my faith wasn't as strong as it is now. So that's the kind of thing that I like to share. Yeah, I love that because I think a huge part of She Lives Purpose she lives purposely (laughs) too has been um really sharing and promoting different truths and um ways of living as a christian that i would have really have loved to have had when i was younger and even now like i feel like a lot of times what i want to put out there into the world are things that i wish i saw more of you know um yeah things that i feel even just convicted about and different things like that and it's cool to see how you you know, just realize how many people really resonate with that and are so glad. You know, I'm sure you've gotten tons of messages of people who are so thankful that there's somebody doing something like what you're doing um, because it's something that really encourages them and resonates with them. So that's really incredible. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, um, you said that (coughs) it kind of started as a um, page, a Bible journaling page. What started that idea for you? Where did that kind of come from? It was honestly completely out of the blue. And if you told me at this time last year that um, I would be where I am with the page that I am now, I would have been completely shocked um, because I'd never Bible journaled before last year. Wow. Um, I had this Bible, actually, which I've got with me, which (laughs) isn't a Bible journaling one. I've had it since I think I was eight or nine. And, And then 
I started when our church moved online because of COVID yeah. in March last year. I started highlighting and like squeezing tiny little notes into the margin of my Bible, but there wasn't very much room because, like I said, it's not a journaling Bible. Right. Um, and I started seeing things on Instagram and Pinterest, and I was like, oh, that looks like a lot of fun. Um, so I ordered my first journaling Bible from Amazon. And that just, but I started the page actually before I started Bible journaling, technically. Oh, wow. Um, I started it two weeks before and I was just posting like pictures and things, but then with the captions, I was talking about um, Christianity and things like that. And then I basically started Bible journaling, started posting that, and that was when I got really into it. Um, and yeah, it was completely out of the blue. I never would have thought about doing it before last year, yeah. but I really felt like, I wanted to do something um, to evangelize more than I was doing already, mm. more than talking just to my friends about church occasionally, mm. more than just inviting people to youth group. And I had much more free time because I commute to my school. Uh, I get a 40 minute train journey uh, okay. either way. So when I was suddenly not doing that because all my lessons were online, I was at home. I was like, wow, I have all this free time. Yeah. What should I do with it? And it was really great that God directed me to something that I never would have thought about before last year. Wow, I love that. I think, you know, obviously this year has been incredibly hard in so many ways, but I do think for so many people it has been um, something that the Lord has used for his good. You know, like he has turned something that has been really tragic for um, the world in a sense and made it so good for things like this where we have more time and are able to kind of regain focus on the importance of um, the things we're supposed to be doing in this life and um, utilizing the time that you had now to evangelize more and preach the gospel more and just share Jesus's love and truth more is really, really incredible. I love that. I think too, it just is interesting because like you were saying, you had um, just all of this time, like, um, and I just, I guess I just want to reemphasize how beautiful it is. And for everybody listening, just the importance of utilizing that time for the Lord, because, you know, yeah. in the spirit of talking about like, even, you know, living purposely, like we have each day and we don't get it back. And every minute that passes by, we don't get it back. You know, it's just something that is fleeting. Life is very fleeting. And yeah. the purpose of it is to glorify the Lord and to love the Lord and to love other people. And so I, I think it's just, yeah, really cool to see it, to see the way that you have done that. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's so true. In the last year I've had, um, a lot of people actually <laughs> on my page reach out to me in DMs and things and be like, oh, well, I started Bible journaling this year wow. as well. Um, and it's cool to know that you haven't been doing it for ages. And like, this is a new thing for you too. Yeah. And I've never claimed to be particularly arty. <laughs> I think my strength lies in having neat handwriting and enjoying highlighting things. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, uh, it's just nice for me to sort of share what's in my Bible with other people. And I think 100% I definitely have a much better routine um, than I did this time last year because mm. um, I would make excuses. I mean, I was busy, but I'm still busy now. I think I just enjoyed making excuses and going, oh, mm. well, I'll do that later. And um, even though I've been a Christian for years and I've gone to church all my life, I 
still wasn't making the time for God that I should have done. Mm. And it's only really since March or April last year that I started doing that. So it's been really amazing to see how God's worked in my life over the last year. Wow. I just like have chills. That's really incredible. Let's dive into that topic too, just the importance of Bible reading and just Bible truths and things like that, because I think it is something that is really important to really dedicate that time to the Lord because it does kind of set a trajectory for how our day and our lives are going to go, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so what, um, I guess, was there a shift for you specifically that was like, all right, I am going to be more dedicated to this and more dedicated to seeking Jesus? Or was it kind of like, um, you had a little bit more time and now even like in the business of life, maybe you just recognize like, this is something that I have to be doing. I think there was a shift, uh, like I said before, in March last year, my church went online, as I'm sure most people's did because of COVID, um, which at the time I was devastated about. Um, My best friend, I have grown up in church with her, and I have loads of other close friends as well that I've grown up in youth group with, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to get to see those people anymore. And then I thought about it, and I was like, hang on, why is that what I'm most bothered about going to church for? And I realized that the last probably three or four years, I've been going to church thinking, oh, I get to see my friends. Mm. Like we can hang out after the service. Um, And like, I get to go to youth group because I can see my friends. And somewhere along the way, I completely lost sight of why I was going to church, why I was going to youth group, why I even had Christian friends in the first place. And that was to grow closer to God. And I'd completely forgotten that. So there was suddenly a shift and I was like, why am I? you know, why am I not enthusiastic about this? Yeah. Um, and we'd had a really good sermon at church. I think it was the end of March. I honestly do not remember what it was about, but I remember it was the first time since my camp, my church camp the summer before that I'd taken notes um, in a sermon. Mm. So I still have them somewhere. I'm sure there's an old notebook in my room that yeah. I could dig out and find, but I just started taking notes. Um, and then it was like, I started taking notes and then I started um, kind of drawing out Bible verses, like my favorite Bible verses in this notebook. And then that transferred to my Bible and then that transferred to Bible journaling. And then all of a sudden it was like, now I want to spend this time with God because I'm actually enjoying it and I understand the importance of it. Mm. Whereas before it felt more like a chore, which I'm really upset about because it got to the point where I was like, have I been living a sort of double life? I've been telling all my friends at school that I'm a Christian and that I love Jesus, and what have I been doing, really? Mm. So that was definitely God pushing me to think about what I was doing and kind of reevaluate my priorities. Wow. No, that's so powerful, and especially even that last part about kind of feeling like, have I been living this double life where, um, you know, and it and it could totally, absolutely be true that, like, even though you weren't as much in the scriptures, like, you do love Jesus, but just to be able, like, for the Lord to really stretch you in that area. And I think stretch, honestly, so many of us this year in that area and just yeah. throughout our lives, but especially this year, I think really digging into like when everything else is taken away from you, you know, like you don't have really community, you don't have church, you don't, you know, can't really see people, all of your entertainment, like so many things were taken away mm-hmm. and we can fill it with other things in new ways and be innovative to do that. And some of those things are great, but it really kind of brought us down to, I think like you're saying is what was the reason that I was doing any of those things or am I content if I just have Jesus? Um, 
And do I have a good relationship with Jesus to begin with? Mm. Like, which is, again, the whole purpose of our, like, existence is to continue to form that relationship with him and glorify him and share about him. Um, So I think it really is such a good, a good heart check for so many of us, including myself, I know this year, just kind of really, like, evaluating okay like am I am I really surrendering everything to the Lord including my time (laughs) and yeah you know things like that so that's really really cool have there been um I guess specific well let's dive in let's actually pivot a little bit and talk a little bit about um Bible or gospel truths because on your account you do talk a lot about those and I think this is really important too and since we're on the theme here of just speaking about scripture and the importance of scripture um, I think it and I've talked about this with a couple of the people who have hopped on the podcast too but um, the importance of having an account and spreading um, encouragement that is Bible-based and truthful Mm. is so valuable and so important. And I love, 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 love when I see accounts that do that because there's so many accounts that do it partially or there's so many accounts, you know, that are just pure encouragement, doesn't matter if it's true or not (laughs) um, kind of thing. But what I do love and I try to affirm on She Lives Purposely too is like, here's this incredible truth about peace we just posted recently, right? Um, It's this incredible encouragement about peace but the thing is, it's actually true, too. Like, this is something from God to you, from the scriptures. Um, and there's so much more value and worth in that because it's not just something we hope might be, you know, reliable because it just sounds nice. But it's something yeah. that we can really fall back on and trust. Um, so I have noticed, you know, on your page, too, that you really are a firm believer in all of that, um, in in spreading not just encouragement, but gospel truths. So dive in a little bit to that for us too. Why is it so important um, to be sharing truth and not just encouragement? So I'm fortunate enough to have been brought up in a Bible teaching church. I know everyone doesn't have that. So I do feel very privileged to have grown up. I've pretty much always gone to the same church since I was one. So 17 years now. And Um, you know our sermons are always biblical and I've always known that what I'm being taught is from the bible there's never been something at our church when somebody said something and then not led it back to Jesus and to specifically to a bible verse or a bible passage Um, so I feel like I've had that ingrained in me since I was really young but more recently um, so when quarantine first started in March I watched the uh, American Gospel in Christ Alone documentary on Netflix. It's not on Netflix anymore, I'm afraid. So if you're listening, you can't find it there. Is it not? No, it's not. It got taken off, which I was really devastated about. They've got their own streaming platform now. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, but I I found out that it was getting taken off. So I watched it again, like the week before it got taken off. I did not know that. Oh, wow. I have to, you'll have to send me the streaming platform after and I'll Definitely yeah, I will. It when this podcast airs. <laughs> um, so I watched that and I had heard about the prosperity gospel before. I obviously knew that false teachers were a thing. I think it's made very clear in the Bible that people are false teachers and you need to be aware of them. Um, but I watched this documentary and I honestly, I remember going downstairs to my mum and being like, I, I, I'm really angry. And mm-hmm. she was like, why? And I was like, because there are people who are 
teaching such a twisted version of what Jesus wants them to. And she ended up watching the documentary. My sister watched the documentary and we talked about it a lot as a family. Mm. Um, But that was sort of the turning point. And that was before I'd started my page. And when I first started my page, I don't think I was getting as deep into sort of scriptural truths that I am now because I was sort of getting used to posting and getting used to writing captions and things and hoping that that would impact people. Hmm. And then it was actually, I'm trying to remember what the date was. I think it was end of October, beginning of November 2020. So Hmm. like three months ago now. And I was um, thinking, why am I not sharing more of this on my page? I'd done a specific post after I'd watched the documentary for the second time about it. Um, I didn't have... Uh, very many followers at the time so it didn't get a lot of traction and I was like I want more people to hear this not for my glory but for God's glory um so I started putting a lot of stuff on my stories because I thought maybe more people will be likely to read this on a story Mm -hmm. rather than read a big caption um on a post particularly if the picture on the post is something that's you know nice to look at and maybe they'll just look at that and like it and then go away and never come back to it. Mm. So I started posting things on my story, explaining what the prosperity gospel was, talking about people that maybe you should be um, like be wary of and also just trigger points. Um, so I've, I've tried to share a lot in posts particularly about um, what are sort of red flags, I guess, mm-hmm. um, if somebody's promoting a certain thing or if they're talking a lot about a certain thing and ignoring Jesus, then maybe mm-hmm. they're not teaching the gospel as faithfully as you originally thought. And I've just been overwhelmed by how many people have reached out to me since then and asked me you know, to explain more or to have a chat about it with them. And um, some of the messages I've received have just been amazing, like people going, oh, I didn't even realise that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so glad that you pointed it out because now I can distance myself from this person or this church or this music that I hadn't even thought about mm-hmm. um, not distancing myself from before, which was really amazing. Yeah. And, I mean, I give all glory to God. It's incredible that he's managed to work through me in that way. Yeah, um, yeah so that's basically it. Okay, yeah, so I love everything that you are saying about that and just um the importance to have one like really recognizing it because I think a lot of times we um find it okay to just kind of ignore it even you know and um just blow it off and it's just fine to kind of let those little um things if they're not true or if they are something like prosperity gospel seep into our Christian culture when really we should just be like totally biblically based a hundred percent of the way mm-hmm. I remember watching the American gospel too I remember watched because there's two of them and I watched both um I think there's just two maybe there's a third or I don't know um I haven't watched the second one but so many people have told me to watch it so I need to get the streaming platform because they've got like all their programs on there so, so good you you'll be like posting about it forever after you watch it's so good <laughs> Um, but it's powerful, and I remember watching it, and there was somebody who was speaking about it, and I just remember kind of, um, really resonating with everything that he was saying. He was talking about this idea of, um, how he really, like, if he would do something wrong, like, he felt like he had to earn God's favor, or be on the right side of God, of with God, Mm -hmm. you know, he had to be right with God, kind of thing, and this idea of kind of earning that, which is, 
not biblical at all, you know, because the Lord is the one who, like, he died for our sins, and when we accept him, like, we are right with God, like, that's it, we didn't do anything to earn it, we can't do anything to earn it, but I do think that there is this very subtle message in Christian culture that kind of promotes this idea of, like, earning the favor of the Lord, even if we don't say it like that, you know, I think sometimes that it is very true, and it can look like, um, all right, I did this, so maybe if I read my Bible for an extra 30 minutes, I'll be good with God. You know, something mm-hmm. along those lines when it's like, no, those things should be pouring out because of our love for the Lord, not because we're yeah. earning something. Um, but it's something that I really did struggle with um, and that he called out, which I thought was interesting. But even, and hitting even closer to home, they had talked about the idea of purpose. And I think this might have been in the second one or the first one, I don't remember, but um, they we're talking about how Christian culture has become so self-focused and even this idea of wanting to raise up people to be, you know, incredible speakers or teachers or worship leaders, and those are all great things, um, but really, really focusing on ourselves in that. And, you know, the Lord wants you to do this, and he's going to raise you up because you're going to be so great. You know, all these things where we're really Mm -hmm. promoting, like, the greatness of self because God's giving it to us, but we're the ones who are so great kind of mentality. And I was sitting with it because it was, when I watched it, it was probably about six months after I started She Lives Purposely. And I was like, this just is so important to express because I think so easily we can get caught up in like where, what the Lord I guess, how am I trying to say it? We can get so caught up in the purpose of ourselves. What does God have for me? You know, like, Mm. what is my purpose? What are the great and incredible things that God is going to do in my life for my good (laughs) and for my happiness, you know? Um, But that's not it at all. And that's when I really started to promote this idea in She Lives Purposely, where our purpose in life, like, yes, the Lord has different plans for all of us, but we all have the same purpose. And that purpose is to love God, (laughs) glorify God, and love people. And, you know, have that relationship with the Lord. And it is not about my greatness. It's not about how much I'm going to accomplish for Jesus. Because I think that's a big one, too, is like, how much can you do for God? does not Mm. matter. You know, because there's people who really maybe can't physically do much for the Lord. Or, you know, like, and, and I think when we get into that mentality, too, then we start to glorify um, a public speaker over, like, I don't know, a janitor or something like that. When yeah. the janitor could have a better relationship with the Lord, like, we don't know, <laughs> kind of yeah. idea. So when I think, but we see the public speaker doing more things, and we see him raised up higher, so it's like he has a greater life, quote-unquote, purpose. And there was this idea in, in those documentaries, and I just was kind of really captivated by it because I do think it's something that we can get so caught up in and even just like you were saying prosperity and um the lord will bless you if you do Mm. x y and z and all of that is just so 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 wrong so i love the documentary um and i love that you are are speaking those truths too i think that's so important just adding on to what you were saying i think particularly i've noticed i don't know whether this is because a lot of the people i follow are girls around my age or a lot of that follow me are girls around my age but something that I particularly noticed is sort of glorifying um relationships Mm. over God and talking a lot about you know God's going to do this in your singleness but when but when you're in a relationship you're also going to do this yeah and I have talked about it I've talked about (laughs) it on uh on my page before briefly 
but I remember seeing something by somebody they were talking about singleness they were like in your season of singleness but that's going to end and I was like but it, it might not yeah you don't know yeah um and you know I know people there's um somebody who goes to my church who's she's actually our youth our kids and youth leader and she's in her 30s and she's been single her whole, her whole life yeah but she has a great relationship with God and that's what she values most and you know she's using her life to serve him mm. and um I definitely have in the past struggled with singleness um even though I'm even though I'm relatively young um <laughs> but my two closest church friends have both have boyfriends christian boyfriends who are also boys from my church Mm. so um suddenly i was like fifth wheeling yeah (laughs) um which wasn't fun but then it took quarantine and they were you know complaining about not being able to see them and then i realized that actually me being on my own was a really good thing because i was growing a lot closer to god Mm. than um perhaps they were because they were making time for other things and it's not to say that they weren't Christians or it's a bad thing for them to have their relationships. They're really happy and, you know, right. they're in godly relationships and I'm really happy for them. But it was kind of the idea that I've seen a lot on Instagram and Pinterest and things saying this is the kind of godly relationship you have to want. And this is what, you know, this is what the Lord is going to give you at some point in your life. Like, just keep waiting. He's got the person for you. And I think we have to accept that that might not be true, which is hard to think about. But uh, yeah. Wow. No, I love that. I love when you said too, because I just saw this on Instagram the other day. Like, this is the type of relationship that you have to want. Like, I'm pretty sure it was like verbatim. And you're like, oh, naturally, yes, that's the exact type of thing I should want, you know. But Mm -hmm. actually, like, and it's not that wanting those things are a bad thing. Like, I think that a lot of times those are God-given desires for sure. And relationships are a, like, God-glorifying thing. But also, singleness is a God-glorifying thing. And we are not called to want a relationship. Like, maybe that's something that the Lord has for us, absolutely. But like you said, like, if somebody's telling, you know, somebody who may never end up, like, with somebody, this is the type of relationship you need to have or, like, should be looking for, actively seeking, and, like, you're not fulfilled mm-hmm. <laughs> until you have it, um, I think is, yeah, I just I just love everything that you're saying there, where we can really hold up um, things and even make them idols, but also take things that the Lord has never promised us and claim them because they're supposed to be blessings because we're his, you know? And, and I think there's an important differentiation, differentiation (laughs) between things that God has actually promised us because there are really incredible promises of the Lord and things that are really great blessings, but they were never promised us by God. Mm -hmm. But we do feel entitled to a lot. And I love that you brought that up because I do think it's one of them. Yeah, I think that's definitely something I've noticed. The people saying, oh, you know, like, it's really great if you have this or you have that. And, like, it's a God-given thing. I'm like, well, yes, because God has given us everything we have. But he never said in the Bible you're going to have a really nice Christian boyfriend or you're going to have, you know, this amazing wardrobe or um, or you're going to have this money or this job. He never, ever says that. Um, And I think it's actually got to a point particularly I've noticed on social media because I do spend quite a lot of time interacting with Christians on it that that's slipped into becoming a sort of accepted thing in the Christian community and really we need to be rooting that out and saying 
no, God doesn't say that. But he look at what he does promise you. He mm-hmm. promises you eternal life right. if you trust in him. And that's so much better than anything that we could ever have on earth. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because you think about, you know, those verses like to live is Christ, to die is gain, but also how like, you know, if you follow me, like you might lose everything. And I think sometimes we see that and we're like, oh, it could happen. But then somehow we still expect and almost demand that success will come our way if we are properly seeking Jesus, you know, like, and I think that's something that we really do. Like, Mm -hmm. even for example, with an influencer on Instagram thinking like, all right, I will get to a million followers if I'm doing this right. If this is because why wouldn't God want this for me? Well, (laughs) like he never said Mm -hmm. that. And there's so many different things that might not come your way just because just because we are seeking the Lord doesn't mean that success and all of the good things are ours, but we have everything that we do need in the Lord. So yeah, I really, I really love yeah. all that you're saying in that. That's really so cool. true. I love it. And I, yeah, I think it is so important because I really think we have come to like this mentality where we do think that way. And then when we enter any type of season where we're not getting what we want, we think maybe that we messed up. And maybe this is punishment yeah. from the Lord, which is really dangerous to think. Um, mm-hmm. Or that maybe we're just like not following God correctly or, you know, something along those lines when it could be neither of those things. But it becomes really dangerous when we allow ourselves to think that blessings equal like God's favor on our lives yeah. because that's just not the case at all. And sometimes it is like, great, like he's going to give us blessings sometimes for sure. But yeah. I think sometimes when we make that like an equal sign (laughs) instead of like this could happen kind of thing, it just becomes really tricky. Wow. I love that so, so much. Um, All right. So we are going to wrap up here a little bit, but if you could, I love your page and I highly recommend it. Could you let us know and just the followers know where they can find you, um, what your Instagram handle is, if you have any other platforms? Um, Yeah. Let them know. (laughs) Okay, so you can find me, I'm mainly on Instagram, at bible.and.faith, but I also do have a podcast, which hopefully Megan will be appearing on soon, (laughs) um, which is called the Bible and Faith Podcast, so you can search that up on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, and there's only one episode out currently, because I only started it in December, but you can go and listen to um, that one. I had a really great conversation with my friend Sarah about living for Jesus at school, so if you want to go and listen to that, then go ahead, and yeah, I really hope you're encouraged by anything that you see or hear from me. I love it. I am confident that anyone who follows you and your journey and everything that you're sharing is going to be so encouraged um, and just so safe, too, in that place because I'm just confident everything you're doing is so biblically sound. So that's really incredible. Thank you so much for hopping on. Thank you so much for having me.